Hello, church. Welcome to our parking lot worship service this morning. If you think the deacons know what they're doing, we don't. We're playing this by ear, so we appreciate your helping us by your understanding. The only people that's on my list is Lois Gill, and she won't park while I tell her to. She heard me, too. Bye, Lois. Yeah. Hey, I don't know how to do this, but do you? can you take your phone and find the lyrics? And we're going to begin this morning with two stanzas of Be Thou My Vision. Now give me some feedback page. out there. It's on the Facebook page. It's on the Facebook page. When you find it, will you raise your hand so I know, oh, Becky's already got it. Good to see you, Becky. You got all those kids in hand? Oh, it's good to see y'all here this morning. Hello, Carter James. Wave at me. Good to see you, my brother. And Maya Jade's off over there somewhere. We got her in the shade. They didn't bring any sun lotion for her. Yeah. Wave at Chris over there. He's take, oh, my goodness. I'll be over there to me, Benita, and help you change that diaper. Yeah. Hey, are you finding the lyrics? Two stanzas only. Be thou my vision. Are you ready? Let's sing together. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou Thou my best, Lord, by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, by a present my life. I can't hear you. Sing out. I, you know I'm kidding you. Yeah. High King of Heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven, joy bright heaven, son. Order my own heart, what have Still be my vision, O ruler of all. Now would you pray with me as we open our service this morning. Father, you are good, and you're good all the time. Lord, you don't know how I anguished over the weather, and look what you've given us this morning. Such a beautiful day such a group of people here wanting to worship together. Father, you know that all we want to do this morning is to praise you and to celebrate that you've protected us during this pandemic. Father, we just want you to receive the praise and honor for what we do this morning. So you be in our presence, you direct what we do, and when we make mistakes, Lord, you just glorify them like you've done in my life all the time I've served you faithfully. When Christ came to us all that. Amen. I want to introduce to you Brother Gary Wise. Yay! Say, say, welcome, Brother Gary. Yay! It is so good to see you this morning. We're not in a normal situation, but I'm glad you're here. And remember, you know, practice social distancing, be safe, do good things. Uh, we're not going to have the restrooms open. I don't think we're supposed to. 
But if you have a small child and you've been here a while and they have a bladder issue, go through that door or around front and somebody's going to clean the bathrooms afterwards, okay? So that's just for your information. Remember, uh, we have the guys with the buckets. You'll see one of them. Uh, drop your offer in there if you, if you want to, if you haven't already given. Uh, we'll uh, see how this goes and plan another outdoor service, I'm assuming, until they give us the green light that we don't have to have so much distance apart. And we don't know how long that'll be. Uh, right now, it's looking like uh, the fall before we're allowed to have children's Sunday school and youth services. So uh, we'll try to do some of those online. Teacher, if you want to put your uh, lesson online, I'm sure you can do that uh, very easily. Elizabeth does it off of her iPhone, and so I'm going to volunteer her. I don't know where she's sitting. Where are you at, Elizabeth? No, I couldn't hear her singing, but I was listening. Where's she at? There she is. There she is. Oh, she's right there. We'll volunteer her to help you learn how to do that, okay, so you can uh, touch class. I know some of your classes are meeting off of Zoom and having a good time doing that. I'll volunteer Greg to show you because I know he's been doing that, okay? And so just be aware of those things. We are so glad you're here. We're so glad God has allowed us to be here. And so uh, next time, you're allowed to wear hats. Those of you that need hats, I hear you getting a little thin. I like a hat in the sun. Bring a bring an umbrella or something to sit under. I see some in the back back there. Yeah, they, they knew how to do those yeah, things. They're soccer fans. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, find a shade spot and uh, do that. Okay, let's continue with our worship service. Let's praise God for being able to meet. Oh, man. Hey, great grandma. Hey. Getting it fixed up. Hi. Have I got any sound here, Galen? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear me. Okay. Hey, guys, we're going to sing in this time now. We're going to do both stanzas. Hey, I think I see Rosalind. Hey, wave at us, Savannah over there. First time she's been to Gaspel Baptist Church. Praise the Lord for this day to be together. And we're going to praise God for in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Everybody got the lyrics? Are we ready? In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, bless your mystery, as you're teaching me your way. That you do just what you say in your time, in your time, in your time. You make all things beautiful in your time, Lord, my life to you. I bring this song I have to sing into your lovely thing in your
it's so good to see you this morning. Uh, that's why I drove back and got home yesterday from New Mexico. Our baby is doing better. I appreciate all your prayers about that. We you pray for Rachel. She's still having a few little issues. And so uh, we're glad to be back. Uh, it's good to see all the grandkids. They were all there by the time we left. They're over seeing each other for a little while and back to fighting. So everything is normal. But I appreciate your prayers for us. Had safe travels. We were safe and used our gloves and our masks and tried not to stop very often, which is hard for me. But anyway, I wanted to, to look at my life as God's memorial today. And it's out of that passage in Joshua that you are very familiar with. We're going to read Joshua 1, verses 10 and 11, first of all, and then go to Joshua 3. God has just told Joshua to be strong, good courage, not be, be dismayed because he's with him. In verse 10, Joshua commands the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan and go in to possess the land which your Lord your God has given you to possess. And then in verse uh, chapter 3, verse 1, Then Joshua arose early in the morning. They set out from the Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, you shall set out from the place where you go. There'll be a space between you. Does that sound familiar? There'll be a space between you. But they picked 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near the ark, that you may know which way you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will work wonders among you. Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the ark, go over this Jordan before the people. He took up the ark and the covenant, went before the people, and the Lord said to Joshua, This day I'll exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that you may know that I, was with you, and I was with you as I was with Moses. Man, the priest to bear the ark, and he said, come here, see what God's going to do. He goes on, and what happens, he tells them that the waters are going to be cut off. In the next chapter, uh, in the later in this chapter, it says, as soon as the feet of the priest carrying the ark touched the water, the waters were heaped up, and the children crossed over on dry ground. He goes on in chapter 4, and he tells them to pick up the 12 stones, one stone for each tribe, he's going to build a memorial. And the place they camped at that night. Verse 21, he told us something very important about memorials. He spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. Now remember, it's at flood stage now, overflowing its banks. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you crossed over as the Lord God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until he crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mine, and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful to be here this morning. We thank you just for the opportunity to worship together as a church body. 
Father, continue to be with our church. As far as I know, nobody's caught, gotten this disease. This pandemic is ravishing our country. It's ravishing the world. People are dying. People are sick. People have lost their jobs. Uh, there's so much fear going on. We think that it's turning, but the numbers just keep going up. So, Father, you just stay. You've got a mighty hand. You are a mighty God. We love you. We know you love us. In the midst of us, protect our people. In the midst of us, be with our missionaries around the world. Be with our preaching brothers and sisters around the world who, who do not have the safeties that we have in this country. Be with our uh, nurses and doctors and first responders and our firemen and police that we have to deal with this on a daily basis. And Father, we just ask that you'll bless us now by making your word come alive. Help us to apply it to our lives. You make a memorial to yourself by the way we live in Christ's name. Amen. I don't know if you realize that Memorial Day, when it first started, was actually called Decoration Day. They did that back in 1878. James Garfield was one of the generals who led the, uh, the first Memorial Day or Decoration Day service in Washington, D.C. at Arlington Cemetery. And what they would do was to take flowers and strew them on the graves of the Civil War dead, both Union and South. They did that far. And it came to be that everybody did it with red poppies to remember the dead. We still do Decoration Day, and the Memorial Day is really to honor the dead from all those who've died in all the wars our country has been in. And there was a debate on whether it became a national holiday in 1968 or 1971. I'm going to 1971 because that's what most of the experts I looked at said. But remember, we do this to remember that somebody paid the price for our freedom. Somebody paid the price for us to be able to just do this. We need to remember on Memorial Day those, those families who have lost loved ones in all the different wars back to the ages of our country. But you see, Israel has its first memorial in the Promised Land with this event. And God was building memorials into their spiritual lives and wants to do it in our spiritual lives. Now how does he do that? You see, the markers, the memorials that we remember God's faithfulness, he does when we simply walk with him, trusting in his faithfulness. When we walk with God, we're to simply trust in his faithfulness. And he does that, and as we do that, he'll build memorials. The first thing we have to do is, look, we need to receive God's instruction. All right, I don't know if you brought your Bible or if you uh, have it on your phone. But if you haven't forgotten, this is God's instruction book for his children. This is the book we look to. Not the horoscope, not Dear Abby, not, praise the Lord, she's not on TV anymore, Oprah, okay? Not all the other pundits that uh, want to belittle this book and degrade this book. But you see, we're to receive God's instruction. For life and for living, this is our guide. We understand it. It's totally trustworthy. It's without error. We need to understand that it was written just for us. We're to receive his instruction. The people received instruction. All right? You need to realize God's instructions are plainly given. He told us. 
Let everybody march out in rank. Take the ark before you. Keep back from it because you don't know where the way to go. As soon as the priest's feet, feet hit the water, it's going to dry up. The further instruction was take 12 stones out of the dry Jordan and build an altar, build a memorial to me where you camp tonight. They're plainly given. We need to understand that the Bible says don't turn from the right or the left. In the words of this book, the Bible says to pass them on to the next generation. The Bible reminds us that the word of God will never, ever fail. So they're plainly given. Second point, we don't always understand. Sometimes God's word makes us stretch our hands. Even when it's plainly given, we wonder, what? See, God's word doesn't always make sense to us, humanly speaking, until we act in faith. And we figure out, hey, it worked. It was the best. And we need to understand that. Who would have thought that it makes sense to you that a pandemic would hit our country and bring everything to a grinding halt? I mean, this is America. I mean, didn't you think we'd have enough resources to whip this thing? No answers. Didn't, didn't you think that we'd have enough supplies that we needed? Didn't you think that we'd have enough medical professionals to handle this? And yet it has almost swamped everything about us. It has brought us to a grinding halt for the sole purpose that God wants to bring a memorial about to his faithfulness as we trust him in the midst of this. And that's the third point. In the midst of maybe scratching our heads, we simply must trust God. In Matthew 5, 18, Jesus said, not one jot, that's the dotting of an I in our language, or one tittle, that's the crossing of a T, will pass from all that is written in the law until it's all been fulfilled. That's how much God takes his word seriously. He never fails to fulfill what he has promised to us. We need to understand that and hold to that. Some sin within the sound of my voice have still not yet today believed God because you haven't repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Others want to take parts of the Bible. You think the Bible is a buffet. Choose what you want. But God doesn't say it's a buffet. He says it's all for us. From the first of it to the last of it. I want you to know from the very beginning of the Bible to the very end of the Bible, the message is about Jesus Christ. We need to trust God's word. We need to ask God during this time to glorify himself and stop this pandemic. We need to call out to him for our country to experience revival in the midst of all that is going on. He says that my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven and heal their land and forgive their sin. Do we understand that? Do we believe that? It's in the Bible. But the second thing is this. Not only do we receive instruction. Now get this. This is simple. It has to be for me to understand it. We have to choose to obey that instruction. We have to choose to obey. The Israelites could have looked at this swollen river. It was just a flood. I mean, it was overbounded. There's no way to cross it. 
In human eyes, it didn't make sense to try to cross it. Somebody was going to drown. Joshua, did you really hear from God or did you get into the, the sanctified wine last night? Joshua, did you get a good night's sleep or did somebody hit you on the head last night? Joshua, are you sure? But we had to choose to obey God. You see? The question is never, is the Bible right? Never, the question is never, is it God's word? The question is always is, do we believe what it says? It's a faith act. Anytime you choose to obey God, it's a faith act. You say, I believe you. See, when the world scoffs, I still believe the Bible. When friends say, oh, really? Are you one of those? I say, yes, I am. When society looks down on me and says, you're one of those narrow-minded, ignorant people, I say, if that means I read my Bible and believe it, yes, I am ignorant. But I would rather be Bible ignorant than society-wise. We understand that. We choose to obey. We need to obey God. Now, the second part of that is this. As we obey, He builds memorials in our lives to His faithfulness. We understand that. There are spiritual markers. There are places where we're in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of whatever God brings into our lives. It might be cancer. It might be the death of a loved one. It may be health problems. It may be a loss of a job. We can look back in the midst of that tragedy, and we can look back and see those memorials, see those markers of how God has been faithful to work in the past, and it gives us courage for the future. As he worked with us in the past, as he loved us in the past, he will in the future until he calls us home or he comes back to get us. You see, we need to ask what we're building our trust upon. In Matthew chapter 7, he told a parable that you're familiar with. Again, verse 24, Jesus said this, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall because it was founded upon the rock. But everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. To the Greek it means it was utter ruin. What are we building our lives upon? Are we trusting God in His Word? Are we trusting His Holy Spirit to guide us, to bless us? The final thing that I see here, and I know you're hot, is the results. What's the result when we receive God's instructions and we believe and do God's instructions? The results are this. First of all, hindrances are overcome. Here they go marching, wandering. Doesn't say they were singing. I bet they were looking. It's slowly following the priest saying, are we really going to do this? Is this really going to happen? And then they noticed when the priest started near the edge of the river, they were looking, the ark's going to be washed away. Oh, no. And the waters piled up. And the waters ran down. 
and they walk across on dry ground, just as they had during the Red Sea. You see, the, the hindrances are overcome. I want you to realize, I didn't say they were removed, they were overcome. They can still see the water's probably up there piled up. They can still see where the waters have been overflowing the bank. But they overcame by following God and obeying God. Do we understand that? Do we understand that there's no reason for God to move until we step out in faith? Oh God, if you just do this, I'll follow you. No, 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 no. We step out in faith and then God does what's supposed to be done. We act in faith and then he moves. Why would God move when we're not acting in faith? God, his kingdom's currency is not money, it's not good words, it's faith. He begins to move when we act in faith. So the hindrances are overcome. When we step out in faith, God moves. You see, also in Matthew, Chapter 17, beginning with verse 19. The disciples have been trying to cast out the demon. Jesus has been up on the Mount of Transfiguration. He comes back and tells them they're little faith. And he casts the demon out. And, and then they said, why, why couldn't we not cast it out? And Jesus said, then because of your unbelief. Notice, for assuredly I say to you, if you have the faith as a mustard seed. That's a little bitty seed if you haven't looked at one. Just that much faith. And you say to this mountain, move from here, it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And he says, if this kind of demon only comes out through prayer and fasting, they ain't prepared. They've gone out before in his power, as he said, and they've cast them out easily. This one they couldn't. They hadn't been praying. They hadn't been listening. They hadn't been developing that relationship with him that they were supposed to develop. They were busy arguing about who was the greatest. Who's going to have the highest position in his kingdom? He says just a little grain of mustard seeds all we need. I want you to hear me right now, right up here. If you say all I have is a little bit of faith, that's all you need is placed in Jesus. Good thing don't take much because all I have left is a little bit. Exercise that little bit and watch it grow. Watch God move. See, it's only when we step out that he moves. When we faithfully follow him, with that, even that little bit of faith, he starts building those spiritual memorials. But there's a purpose in it. You see, to me, the real purpose wasn't for their benefit. The real purpose was what he said was in chapter 4 when he told Joshua and the rest of the people, Joshua spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in the time to come, what do these stones mean? You shall let your children know that Israel crossed over this Jordan during flood time on dry ground. Just as we crossed the Red Sea, we crossed this Jordan. That all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that is mighty upon you. During the midst of this pandemic, I want you to be smart. This is I did go to New Mexico. We hardly stopped at all. My bladder is much larger because of that. But everywhere we had to stop, it was face mask and gloves. 
and then sanitize afterwards. Okay? So you're not to run around like you don't believe in this. It's a real thing. You're to exercise faith. You're not to dread it, but you're to be smart about it. These people are to be smart and follow God's word. They didn't have to dread the Jordan. They didn't have to dread their enemies. He was with them. But in the midst of this, God was going to gain glory because when the kings of all that area heard they crossed over during flood stage on dry ground, fear fell upon them. If we will do what God wants us to do, fear can come back to America. Fear of our God. Fear of our Savior. Instead of his name being used as a curse word. Instead of Christians being uh, dragged in the mud. The Holy Spirit will pour out and the revival can come again to our land if we receive our instruction, if we believe, and if we obey. God will gain the victory. My encouragement to you is on this Memorial Day, let this be a memorial that you can hear a future generation. During COVID-19, we managed to meet. During COVID-19, God protected us. During COVID-19, God won the victory in our area. So you ask God to do that. You join hearts. You pray together. You gather in your family groups and address this holy man. As you celebrate Memorial Day tomorrow, remember those who lost loved ones. Remember our service men and women who are still on the front lines fighting for our freedom. Remember our missionaries around the world that are in very dangerous places sharing the good news of Jesus. Remember our Christian brothers and sisters that are in prison simply because they call on the name of Christ and will not deny Him. Remember our God and His greatness. How He loves you and how He loves me. And we're not going to have an invitation. Okay? If you need to talk to me after the service, you come over there to the corner where I'll be standing. We'll talk. You need to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You need to join the church or something else. We'll address that over there just in a small group. Okay? I might be six foot away, but we'll address it. <laughs> I'm going to pray. Brother Ryan's going to lead his songs and his fences. That's right, isn't it? Let's pray. Father, we praise you for your mercy. We praise you for your covenant love. We praise you that you never change. We praise you for your word. We praise you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and raising from the dead and saving us from our sins. We praise you, Father, for sending the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you are here, and we praise you for that. Continue to protect our church family, our extended family, our communities. Lord, move in such a way that your spirit has free reign among us and those we know. Be glorified. Thank you for this day that we can gather together just to worship you for you alone are worth. We can die for you in Jesus' name.